0: hey Senda. hey phil hey it's a new year do you want to make some new year's resolutions
1: oh boy do i have to commit to them like nah. is anybody gonna be tracking me or no.
0: we just need a show <laughs> it's january i thought it would be topical cue music Welcome to another fine episode and another fine year of pandas. To pandas talking games. Uh, I am your host with um, nothing but back problems for the last month. Phil,
1: and I'm your other host, Senda. I don't. I don't have an opposite to that. Nah, That's good.
0: It's fine. You I'm don't just have to- sad
1: that you have. <laughs> been continuing Ugh. to experience the you've, back issues.
0: I know you've been like at the ground floor of this. But um, I think when we left on hiatus, I was, um, I was suffering um, from some back issues. And sadly, for the rest of, of December and the beginning of January, that has not completely gone away. Um, while it has gotten better at times, it has also gotten worse. Um, and I am OK-ish right now, but I definitely had a setback yesterday.
1: Yeah, you that were, was pretty you were starting to get really good on like Thursday and then, yep. yeah. All fell apart
0: so Friday when I was in the office. So yeah, just yep, another yep. reason why I should just work from home. But anyway, I'm <laughs> home today. I'm feeling reasonably good. I'm tucked into my ergonomic chair safely. So feel like I am uh, well supported and comfortable. Uh, but we're going to do a show and uh, it might be a little shorter than our normal shows. I I don't know because we uh, say these things before the recording's done. So in theory, it's going to be shorter than a normal show. Um, But who knows, maybe I'm feeling okay, and maybe we go the full distance or maybe it's a shorter show uh, because my back is bothering me a little and I don't want to squirm. And last time I bumped the mic and uh, messed up the ending of the show, if you all remember. So I am going to last as long as I can in my very comfortable ergonomic chair and resist all urges to touch this microphone.
1: Do not touch the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, I may have to. I may have to
0: move. The chair may have to move. The microphone. Will stay right where it is.
1: Sacrosanct. Yes. So uh, anyway,
0: <laughs> um, if you are, if you are a new listener listening to the show for some reason, maybe your um, New Year's resolution was to listen to some more gaming podcasts. Uh, this is not exactly our typical show. Um, normally what we do is take a question from our listeners and then we discuss it. Uh, but today, because it's our first, uh, our first show back from hiatus, our first show for 2024. And for the fact that... Um, that my back pain has um, really impacted my ability to prepare shows and things like that, Uh, we are going to do a little off-the-cuff show where we're going to talk about kind of aspirations and wishes for 2024. And uh, using all that, uh, that'll be our material for this week. But normally, um, we would be taking a question from you guys, and I think we still have a few
1: left. still have a a decent list, actually. But yes, send them in. It's a new year. You got new games. We want your new questions.
0: Exactly. And we'll explain at the end of the show exactly how to do that. Mm -hmm. Assuming that we remember how the ending of the show (laughs) was.
1: That's always interesting when we've taken a little break like this because it's not written down anywhere. So.
0: Correct. Anyway. All right. So I think what we're going to do is... um, Similar to, we, to what we do with our giving life kind of things, let's let's start with a focus on aspirations. I'm going to say aspirations, right? Resolutions are um, resolutions are very finite, um, very like definitive, very strict, right? And those can just put unnecessary pressure on people. I
1: appreciate um, that. <laughs> so let's go with
0: let's go with New Year's aspirations, right? Like sure. Things we would like to shoot for. Maybe we get there. Maybe we don't.
1: Sure, that sounds fantastic. Cool,
0: so we'll do some aspirations for gaming, and then we'll do some aspirations um, maybe outside of gaming if we have any. I I don't have any off the top of my head, but, you know, as we get chatting, who knows? Sure. Okie dokie.
1: Okay, do you want me to just start? Yeah, absolutely, good. Yeah. Cool. Um, So starting with gaming, my biggest aspiration for gaming this year, and I will just start this broad, is I want to play more games again. Uh, 2023 was sort of a dip in my access to people to play with. And thankfully, you and I had a game going that whole time. So I was never without a game. But I did end up playing a lot more single player games. Again, not exactly a bad thing, right? Like I really like solo games. Um, But... I miss playing with people consistently and um, one of the things that I personally struggle with with ADHD, um, executive dysfunction is a whole thing, right? And scheduling stuff is one of those things. So when I fall out of pattern with scheduling, um, say, for example, like when you are um, trying to arrange new groups of people... um, or just trying to get a bunch of one-shots together. That kind of thing is uh, difficult for me. It can be, it can range in difficulty from moderately difficult or like minorly difficult, but annoying to like extremely difficult in a beating myself up, why can't I just respond to the stupid text kind of way? Um, And all of that I think is pretty typical of ADHD, uh, at least in my personal experience of it. So my goal is to get something going again um, with enough momentum that I don't have to kind of keep doing the reschedule work because that particular work for me is just killing me i I can't do it well, and, we've, <laughs> um,
0: and we've definitely talked about it before right we've talked about it yes. on um, a previous podcast last year that that was definitely a um that was definitely a thing
1: right and so I, I think that But the aspiration this year is that I want to get some games going, right? I want to play again. I want to play again more in person. I think that's really what I've been missing. Um, And I I got a start on it last year. And now I just, I need to follow through on that lead, right? So that's my aspirations. I have my other aspiration for gaming um, for this year is kind of silly, which is um, I want to get more LARPing in. And I think I might want to just get brave enough to sign up for my first like big big larp right like big lots of people multi-day thing um the one that I'm looking at takes place in 2025 so I don't know if that makes it a this year goal but like getting my uh, self together enough to actually go do the work again executive functioning stuff right which the holidays wrecked for me but um but Having that as a point in time to look forward to, um, to actually try that because I think it would be really cool. I've just I've been a parlor larp'er for a long time, right? Like I'm going to play with five to twelve of my close friends, and um, I think it's time to try something bigger. So we'll see. We'll see if I can get myself emotionally there. But I think that's my other aspiration: is that I want to do it. Uh, One more. I got one more, and then I'm going to hand it to you. Okay. I think that I would like to try going back to a convention again this year. It would be my first convention since 2020. And um, I I think it's going to be one of my local conventions that's later in February. And I think I want to do it. I think I want to try doing it again. We'll see.
0: All right. <laughs> well, considering that um, late February is uh, sometime mm-hmm. around the time I usually come and see you.
1: I know, that would be cool. You should come too.
0: I haven't been to a convention in a while. and Since 2020? Yeah, <laughs> I, would love to, I would love to team up, um, if that's a thing you would like to do.
1: You don't even have to ask. Fair enough. <laughs> you're like my convention buddy, permanent convention buddy. It would be, I will go without you, but it would be weird. I would get over it. I would do it anyway, but, you know, it's more fun if you're there.
0: Sure. I agree. <laughs> All right. Um, some aspirations, huh?
1: Yes. Give me your aspirations.
0: Sure. All right. So I'll do, let me do the easy one first. Um, my first aspiration uh, is about playing some games that I have on my uh, to be played pile. Uh, yeah. I've had a couple of really, um, last year was like the year of um, long campaigns
1: yeah, it was. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: and I don't dislike having long campaigns. I actually really like long form play um, for um, in terms of character growth development, um, callbacks, intricate plots and things like that. Things I can't normally do. Um not that you can't do it but like in a, in a in a 6 month campaign you will only get so far in a year plus campaign there's a lot you can do so um but because of that right i played like i played a bunch in 2023 but i only played like two systems
1: yeah three
0: and four, now that I've counted it up, four. right? So <laughs> I played Cortex, I, I played Cortex many, many times, right? Yes. At one point, I had what, um one, two, uh, three games running in Cortex simultaneously. Um, I played Knights Night, Black Agents. And towards the end of the year, I played Cyberpunk. And I played a little bit of the new Marvel uh, multiverse game, which I really enjoyed. Um Right now, my group is eyeing up Twilight 2000, the free league version, which I am um, pretty excited about, actually. If if I'm convinced that my table is really into it, then I think we could have a really good time with it. It will be a heavier game, um, both mechanically and emotionally. But I think there's probably some pretty good story Um lurking inside that game. And I think that game looks actually a lot of fun. Um, It looks like a workable version of Twilight 2000 to me as compared to the original when I was like 12 and couldn't um, grok any of those rules. This looks like a much more grokkable um, version. So but I have other games I would also like to get to the table and some of them may need me to run um, shorter campaigns for it. So I would like to, I would like to play a few more games. Um, My number two aspiration. Uh, So let me set it up first. 2023 was the year, and I'm going to credit Sneezak for a lot of this, but um, 2023 was the year that I really paid attention to how the table uh, affects the game, right? I've spent many, many years talking about prep and I have many, 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 many words, articles, and hours on various GMing techniques, which a lot of them are, you know, at the table, but really coming to understand what the table contributes versus what you prep versus, you know, like what you prep versus what you play, right? And how important the component of the table is. And that's really multifaceted, right? I'm saying it very simplistic, simplistically. And, you know, people will be like, well, of course, like, you know, playing is important. Yeah, I know, I know it's, of course it's important, but really looking at the, what makes a table great versus what makes an okay table a good table, whatever, right? That I spent a lot of 2023 thinking about, um, again, largely prompted by things that Snezak had been saying. Um, but we were talking at the end of the year, just a couple of weeks ago, um, and we were discussing the idea of table culture and its relation to um, this whole idea of, you know, play versus prep kind of thing, or what makes a good group. And what I really started to get curious about is how do you affect culture change at your table to take a okay group and make it a great group? I know how to make a great group when it all just kind of falls together. And I know how to make a great group by kind of eyeing up what I think will probably be pretty good players to interact with each other. But how do you affect cultural change Play cultural change at your table in order to um, go from one style of play, right like maybe like a five to like a nine right right on some arbitrary one to ten scale yeah, right sure <laughs> like how how does one do that right and it and it's been tangled up with something that I've been thinking about on and off for a couple of years now, which is how do we how do we codify play culture because we don't um and um there are artifacts that codify parts of it but there's like a bunch of stuff and i've been do, i've been doing a lot of thinking about this and i think that i am going to have some time in the um second half of the year to um start writing about this yeah um less about recording about it but i think i want to start putting some ideas down um onto paper um and write um Probably a book, right? I haven't written one in a while, but I feel like this idea of codifying culture and cultural change um, at your table, right, would be the smallest version, but then like how do you scale that up um, would also be important. And there's some like cool places to kind of go look at and the gauntlet, you know, jumps out. Jason Cordova, you know, jumps out at that. But like, I'm really interested in how do you shift a table willingly, right? Not, un, not, right, right. not, not duplicitly or not behind their back, but how do you as a table say, hey, we're playing some pretty good games. We want to play some great games, right? Yeah. How do we become a great table? What are the characteristics of a great table? And then how do you kind of assess where you are and then figure out what you need to do to go from where you are to where you want to be? yeah so I have obviously decades of experience of running games and gming you know advice experience that kind of contributes to this um but also my professional life as a project manager um there's a lot of this as well, right where are we? where do we want to go, and how do we plan to get there right That's a component of my job um so that is like that's my big aspiration for the year. This will obviously be in conjunction um with Sneezak, like, uh, you know, I don't even know if I've completely explained it to him yet. But <laughs> but we were when we were talking uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think I I think I said something along those lines. But this to me, um, this to me is where my GMing interest really lies right now, because um, I have a great group of friends and I have them in different configurations for gaming. And when we're playing a particular game, maybe not every game we play is great. So how do you, how do you take um, the GM prep, the game itself and the group of players and then how do you make that into something great instead of hoping it will be something great? So it's, a, it's gonna involve player stuff, It's going to involve GM stuff. It's going to involve system. It's going to involve prep. It's going to involve um, play, like play at the table. It's going to involve the social constructs that surround the table. Um, All of those things, right? All those things come together. And a lot of times we're just fortunate, right? Like they just come together and we're like, holy shit, like what a great group I have. But what if, but what if you could just do that? Right. Right. What if you could just say, well, this group's pretty good, but what if we want, like, what if we all want to be, like, what if we want great games? What if we could just do that? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes. I know I've been, I've been hearing bits and pieces and little thoughts and all of this stuff for a couple of years as you've been mulling on that. So I think it's going to be a really neat evolution and um, probably a good toolkit Way to approach things methodically, I mean, um, which is main, what you are right. great at. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, no surprise if you've read anything of mine, right? This is going to involve defining a lot of terms. Yep. This is going to be looking at um, systems and procedures, right? Like, like this, it will be the Phil Vecchione, you know, approach. Yes. <laughs> um, so. But there are some people who are definitely like doing a lot of good thinking about this. Um, Like I said, Sneezack has been doing a lot of thinking about this. Um, Cordova, the um, what is it? The Open Hearth community. They used to be the gauntlet. Now the Open Hearth community. um, They have a very um, distinct play culture.
1: They Um, do. And I'm very
0: interested in talking to them about um, codification, transmission, like how do you transmit that to people? All of those things. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my big big aspiration. Um I will then tack on my last aspiration as being um I will also go to a convention. Um like I'm not super excited about it, um especially right now, um COVID um COVID levels look rampant right now and the idea of going to a convention this moment might not be um my fave, but covid levels rise covid levels fall there are precautions masks things like that um i'm willing to um i'm willing to give it a spin right like i you know we used to be very um uh p- prominent in a number of conventions and we've you know it's over you know yeah. since covid have um laid off of that and um i think your choice of convention i like because um I'm a little spoiled now. Like, I don't know how much I want to live in like some dumpy hotel, hotel room. <laughs> like, right. right.
1: But the other piece of it being that like a convention, and this is part of my my part too, right? Like a convention for me in Denver doesn't truly increase... Um, a lot of my calculations about exposure and stuff because it is local to me in terms of the restaurants and that kind of thing, right? Like, if I go out to eat right now, I am accepting the same level of risk that I would be accepting if I went out to eat at a convention. Yeah. Um, And so... And, and, and it's the eating part that's like really problematic, right? Because I can wear a mask at the convention, but you got to eat food somewhere sometimes. So I think it being kind of in my home city is part of what's making that one feel like a reasonable approach, both because I'm very familiar with the COVID levels in my area. And because like my worst case scenario, like I can leave and come home Right. Like I I have that option in a way for a convention that is local to me that I don't really have um, for conventions that are not local to me. Right. Like if I was if we were looking at it and it was like freaky numbers and we were like, okay, let's go show up, play a game, drive home, have lunch and some downtime or whatever, and then like go back for one more game. Right. Like we could. Manage a lot of the risk factors for the time that we were there, and not have to deal with a lot of the risk factors that you would be exposed to if you were going, like if you're traveling to a convention, right? Sure, so sure. And those also, are, those are thoughts that I are part of my. <laughs> also, yeah.
0: expenses wind up pretty mitigated as well. Right. Um,
1: yeah, it helps. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, I think um, I think conventioning might be uh, might be in the works for 2020 for 2024 that's where we are for
1: 2024 yeah yeah
0: god Um, (laughs) yeah i think um then i think on a kind of personal level right my aspiration is we'll um soon restart our long live the queen game yeah um and you know now that we're like a year plus in i do want to talk about like where do we like we we yeah (laughs) well we need to have the question like does the game an
1: end point
0: well yeah does the game need to go anywhere like it could just be like a you know it could be like james bond where it's just like you know there's just an endless set of stories and they don't really lead to anything because it's just you know each story is its own like kind of spy thriller romp right which is a little bit of what's been going on in our game there's like a little meta to it um so there's some discussion. Like, do we want that game to go to a place, right? Because there is this kind of inferred, um, there's this kind of inferred thing where the game could go from its um spy roots to something, you know, um, a little more um uh like like harder, right? Because it could go into revolution, it could go into trying to kick Kronos out of the timeline. Um those kinds of things. But I don't know if that game needs to go to those spaces.
1: So, Right. It's a conversation we need to have, um, yeah. partially because... It's really funny. So I was looking at my shelf yesterday because I was making a TikTok about the first RPG that I ever accidentally purchased, not knowing it was an RPG. And in doing so, I had to look at the section of Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. And in doing so, of course, there was the Dragonlance trilogy, the original ones. My concern with Long Live the Queen is I don't want to do the thing where we accidentally, by pushing the story along, change all of the conceits of the setting in which we're working. Um to the point that it is like not the same game anymore. So we need to have a conversation about it because I am also interested in linking things up and making it an evolving and moving forward storyline that does grow and start connecting things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And that could be an interesting conversation to have on mics maybe uh, if people are interested in hearing us have that kind of negotiation about games. It's something I I, I don't really uh, have a problem with recording, but um. Yeah, because at this at this point,
0: it's like I have other missions you can go on. Sure. Right. Like I have mission ideas and you can go on them. The question is, um, do you like what does pushing Kronos out of the timeline look like? Because. Yeah. Because that looks probably way darker.
1: Yeah, because um, if if Kronos was completely eliminated from this timeline, we suddenly go from sci-fi level, like, you know, um, we just heal things because, you know, we have all this medical technology and, you know, everybody has a cell phone and stuff, but we are not showing you natives of this time zone how to do this. Kick Kronos out and suddenly we go from science fiction futurism level technology back to the original technology of the era as as all of that infrastructure and stuff starts breaking down and we don't have the skill to repair it, right? It yeah. almost feels post-apocalyptic from it that would. view. And, it and would the question is, is
0: that wild. well, and that's not the only ending I could think of another I can think of another ending that makes it a, um, even more of a sci-fi game, which is um, one may not have to kick Kronos out um, if real time actually knew what happened,
1: yeah, I think that that would be the more logical path, right, as like um the real time utopia needs to know um what they're actually doing, oh yeah, Correct. we need to have this conversation because that might be yes. a really cool end point goal is like how yeah. do you get a message through the portal um yeah,
0: yeah, so okay. that's I think might be an interesting um. <laughs> Like I think, like there's there's some stuff there, right? Um, yeah. Because it then lends the question to, um, we're never going to not have a game together. Yeah. Because um, I enjoy, like I enjoy our um sun our Sunday Saturday evening games, but um, we could also play other games.
1: Yeah, we absolutely could.
0: Like there are other. There's uh,
1: so many games out there. I mean,
0: there, there was a um, whole legacy weapon game that we had considered at oh, one point. Man.
1: Yeah, we started. Uh, if you go way back in uh, probably episodes that are in our archives at this point, um, there are some episodes where we sort of played that before we learned that like 15 minute segments was not an effective way for either of us to try to functionally play a game. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I wasn't in a place where we could be um, running games all the time yeah now like now i am i'm right. in a I'm in a great place to um you know for us to have a steady a steady game um which which we have done um and I guess that's the question right is like we can just keep playing long live the queen and that's fine, or we could say hey there's a you know there's an off ramp to long live the queen there's a way to put a satisfying ending onto this game and then um, from there, say, cool, what would we want to play next? Like, would yeah. we want to play a Dungeon World game? Or is there like another game that's lurking about that might also, um, you know, catch our attention? Yeah. I don't know the answer. That's what I don't we know the
1: answer. He, I know that's, that's an aspiration. We have to Correct. have to have the conversation and we have to look.
0: Correct. So for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so stronger than an aspiration, we will continue to play we one-on-one will. games together. Yes. Um, we've gotten a good hang at how to do that. Um, it's just what are we going to play yes. um, is yeah. more of the question. And, you know, I'm very much like, you know, I, so I should say this, um, because this is a GMing advice show. So let me let me say this. I am um the type of GM where um I like to periodically check in with my players and talk about where the game is going. Like I could have come up with a whole big master story in my head and you could just be, you know, the willing participant to travel through the story. But I actually don't really um, enjoy doing that. I really enjoy tailoring my games to what my players want. So like we've been playing and we've been, you know, we've been having a great time playing the game, but there, you know, we're at a check in point where it's like, okay, let's have a check in and talk about where are we in the game? What are our feelings about the game? Are there stories we haven't done, you know, like types of stories we haven't done yet that we really want to explore within this game? Um, do we want to bring it to an end? If so, like, you know, quickly, uh, shortly, that kind of thing. So there's like a whole bunch of um, questions to have, but I am, I am a big proponent of um planning enough to do what's a you know what what like the next session or so ahead of me but also I like to check in with my players and in this case player to decide what we're going to do this way um, you're still in I know you're still invested in it because we're doing the things that we came up with together rather than you're just playing the stuff that I'm putting down
1: yeah yep
0: so uh yes, that is um there. There's one of your takeaways is like check in with your players. Like <laughs> you
1: know. ask them,
0: you know, ask them what and they a,
1: and a conversation that you and I need to have specifically.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, look, um, so stars and stars and wishes, roses and thorns, right? Those are types of check-ins, right? Those are session-based check-ins. This is more of a campaign-based check-in, right? This isn't tied yeah. to a particular session, like not what is going well in the session or you know, what wishes do you have for future sessions there's a little bit of that but this is really like where? what do we want from this campaign what do we want what have we already gotten what is left to get yeah so anyway i thought that was cool all right want to talk about um do you have any personal aspirations this doesn't have to be too deep or personal but like do you have any just high level personal aspirations
1: um Maybe. I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm playing games with um, the direction of my career at the moment. So I think one of my aspirations for 2024 and really 2025, I, you know, it's this is not something that I'm going to rush um, is going to be like, what what direction? What direction am I going? Am I am I in the right place? Um, there are some pieces of my job that I really enjoy. Um, there are some pieces of it that I think are maybe with a better understanding of myself, probably things that, you know, taking the skill set of product ownership or product management to a different, you know, wherever I end up might be challenging for me, um, might be the kind of thing that I don't actually really enjoy doing situations I don't enjoy being put in. And so maybe it's time to like take a little bit of a sidestep into similar things and maybe not stick with this directly. So I think that's kind of the the major thing that I'm looking at. I don't even know if that's really an aspiration, but it's it's like my own personal review cycle of like um, my own personal check-in, like where am I? (laughs) Um, What am I doing? Do I like this? Um, Is this the direction that I want to kind of continue to point in the capitalistic feed my family, make sure there's a roof over my head kind of way. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in a lot of consideration on that and we'll see where things go. Things may happen quickly. They may happen slowly. Um, things are kind of going, right. Um, so we'll see what happens. In motion, I think is the term they sometimes use. That's potentially in motion, right? Um, so we'll see what happens there, um, and then <laughs> this is this is actually connected to going to a convention. I I have a personal aspiration of also um, getting out of my house and seeing more humans in social situations again. And um, this is you know again watching the COVID numbers right, and I'm feeling pretty cautious at the moment because of the way that they've been peaking. And that's fine. Like, I've just been wearing my mask everywhere again. Um, But I... Uh, I get a little weird sometimes working from home all the time and only seeing the same people over and over again consistently. Um, and so for my own personal health and happiness, I have been looking for ways to go out and interact with communities of people, um, that I could belong to if I made the effort of actually showing up, right? Um... And, and having that um, sort of basis to have in-person interaction with new and different people um, and in different situations, right? So I have a couple of thoughts on that lined up. The convention, like if I go back to a convention in February, that would be really cool. I bet that I still know a lot of the people who will be there and I haven't seen them in like four or five years now. Um, so... I think that would be um, one really effective way to do it. I have a couple of other ideas, but it is a personal aspiration of mine to kind of figure out how I get myself um, back into some of the social um, situations that I used to be pretty good at and used to get some energy from that right now I'm just finding um, it is both exhausting to consider going to them, but also exhausting not to go to them. So um I am I am an ambivert um, and I've been living my best introvert life for the last three years. And I think I may have reached my limit. Um, <laughs> I think fair, this might be fair. it. Um, so so we'll see what happens with that, too. It is an aspiration of mine then to just make more personal connections again in person. Right. Um, I have some really great communities of people online, not in the least of which is the, the slack room um, for misdirected Mark. Um, but I need to see people in the flesh.
0: <laughs> no, it's fair. It's fair. Hmm. Do Me? you
1: have any? Yeah.
0: Uh for sure. I would like my back to be better. That is a very oh, short boy. term. Aspiration. Yes. I was getting really as fast close. fast as possible. <laughs> I was getting really close. I think I'll get back there soon enough. But I mean, I, I miss things that like, all right, so the, this chains off of a whole bunch of things, right? Yes. Once I hurt my back, I had to like stop taking care of my house at the level I like it. That is kind of upsetting to me. So I would really like to get back to um, being able to clean my house in a way that I appreciate it. Um, two, it's impacted my ability to cook. Right. My ability yeah. to stay standing up is kind of limited what I can and can't cook. So I haven't been really experimenting a lot with food and I kind of miss that. Right. I'd like to get back to um, I'd like to get back to some more cooking and baking. You got me this um, really great um, <laughs> baking cookbook that I I'm very interested so. in reading and then making a whole bunch of stuff from. Yeah. So I would like to I would like to do that. Um, So that's definitely my short term goal is really just to kind of get back my mobility, like get back to stretching, um, get back to just, you know, doing the things I do, puttering around the house and all of that. Um, I guess um, I don't know if I have any other long term uh, personal um, aspirations. Um, I have some work stuff, but they're very work related, um, which is okay. that is a place, um, that is a place where, um, I have a lot of focus going right now. Yeah. Um, and so I do have some aspirational goals for where I want to be work wise in the next year and stuff like that. So I'm still working towards those and I'm enjoying that work. Um, I also have a couple of mental health aspirations. Uh, I'm not really ready to, um, discuss them on, uh, uh what's called on the mics yet. I probably will in the coming months, but um had just kind of a couple of things uh lately uh, where um I guess I'll just say this. I had a recent diagnosis. Um know I'm not gonna go into details about it yet, but I had a recent diagnosis that was kind of very eye opening. It wasn't in any means um a shock. <laughs> <laughs> like it no. was more like check <laughs> confirm that is a, like that is a real thing phil like yes these these two things are very real things yes. and um i have just been kind of sitting with them like i got the i actually got the diagnosis last month um right at the end of november and i just kind of spent december kind of sitting with them and just kind of observing myself through those lenses and um I'm sure that come uh, later in the year, right? I'm sure later in the year, I will have some mental health goals around those um, in ways to deal with them, moderate them, those kinds of things. Um, It's not having a terribly negative impact on me right now. Um, That's why my um, therapist has been like, you know, we can spend some time just sitting and kind of, you know, letting you come to terms with everything. Um because they haven't. Um I have them pretty I have them pretty well um I have them pretty well regulated.
1: You have really, regulated. really good coping mechanisms is what That's I would a better say. Term, I don't right? think I'm, they're really regulated. Right. Yeah. I'm
0: doing a very good job of coping with them where they're yes. not huge um problems in my life. But um at some point I do have to actually like deal with them and make some, um, you know, decide how I want to move forward. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, if you're concerned about it, don't be terribly concerned. Um, I will talk about it at some point. Um, but um, if you know me personally, what you know, <laughs> at some point, if you want to talk to me about it, I'm not shy about it. I will, I've been talking to some of my friends about it and literally nobody is surprised. So, <laughs>
1: Right. Right. Like I mean, not exactly shocking,
0: but No. No, but I'm just not, you know, as of right now I'm just not running to put that out in the world yet.
1: Yeah. Like I okay. I want, it, I want
0: it, to spend some time with it before I yeah. kind of launch it out into the public world.
1: I mean, it took me probably at least a year to really wrap my head around and be chill with like hi i have adhd and that's just who i am and like yes. that's not. here we are right and like now i'm just like yeah it's me um but um but it really it took me some pretty serious time to really process that through and then just be cool with it so yeah i get it yep. So. Shall I add maybe one more thing that is more a podcast aspiration? A teaser, if you will. Oh, by all Shall means. I tease a thing. I'm not gonna is say Is it orange this. and green? It is orange and green, but so <laughs> then I'm I know not, what you're teasing. I'm not I'm not gonna say specifically what this is, nor am I going to specifically offer any dates because <laughs> um You know, we love podcasting. Um, It is a hobby, so it does get deprioritized um, versus life, right? But I will say that um, there is some pretty big news getting. Pretty close to being announced um, for Pandas Talking Games and the network we belong to. Um, so keep your eyes open. So I think I I have to call out that that I have a pretty major aspiration to get all of this that stuff live and push through. And you will know it when you see it because it's going to be a pretty big... Yeah, you won't miss it. You won't miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's that. So be excited. I'm excited. I think it's going to be kind of a cool refresh on how we're approaching, um, you know, podcasting and talking and um, kind of working as a, a group. Right.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And it's all good. It's all good. Yes, so no, it's all good. No one, no one panic or anything. It's, no. all, it's all very good.
1: It's only good stuff. It is not anything scary or bad. We're not going anywhere. Um, don't panic. But I'm excited about it. And so I had to say it. And I'm hoping, hoping that you will get to see the results of a bunch of work that has been done behind the scenes um, last year and early this year soonish.
0: Sooner than later, I bet.
1: I hope so. <laughs> yep.
0: Good cool. stuff. Yeah. All right. Why don't we um, attempt to close out the show?
1: Sure. Let's see if we um, remember, we'll remember hand, how we do head this. head to the Bamboo Lounge. <laughs> I'm getting a
0: little squirmy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is okay. When we get to the Bamboo Lounge, I'm going to kind of reseat myself. Yes. Good. Okay. Uh, so Say, Senda, where do people find us? On the internet? Nope. That's not what we do.
1: I don't know. What do we do? (laughs) Nope.
0: Nope. Nope. No, I have a blur
1: first. Blurb.
0: Before we get to the closing of the show, (laughs) Senda needs to tell us about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. Yeah, Do that.
1: Cool. I'm going to do that. So on Misdirected Mark Plays, Phil, Chris, Bob, and Jerry play and discuss a campaign that they've created and are playing, which right now is Children of the Shroud, which I'm going to totally go off book and tell you, holy cow, the cliffhanger... Where I am right now, which I believe is just the last episode at the moment, is... ah! Anyway, um, I'm really, really enjoying this series. Um, The conversations around it are good. The conversations about gaming stuff are always good from misdirected Mark. That's not exactly a surprise. But what is absolutely making me obsessed and hitting the nail directly on the head is the actual play that they are doing, where they are putting their money where the mouth is. It's phenomenal. You should probably go listen to it. Well, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Now, Now, yes. Where's
0: the one place that people go to find us on the internet?
1: Yeah, it's misdirectedmark.com slash panda, where you can find all of the different places to find us on the interwebs. And um, there's a lot of them. So have at it.
0: Teaser, that won't be the address later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shh. Shh, shh, spoilers, shh, spoilers! 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 <laughs> there anyway, might be a domain involved. Shh! shh, shh. Stop! <laughs> you're giving! You're giving away! Anyway, ah. Uh, Yeah, but it is right now, misdirectedmark.com slash panda. And once you have gone there and found whatever social media or way to contact us that you would prefer, Phil, what can they do with that information?
0: By all means, send us questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear our thoughts on, whatever it is that we can do to help your gaming become more better, right? That's what we're here for is we're here to help your games be more enjoyable be more fun, be less um, spoon giving and more spoon getting whatever way you want to categorize it. Our goal is to do that by providing advice from our many decades of GMing, our many decades of playing, our combined uh, several decades of GMing advice um, and game design. So we will put all of that knowledge and experience to work for you to answer questions or shed some light on a particular topic or just, you know, whatever it is. If it's, if it's a situation that's cropped up in your group and you would like some direction, send it that way. Um, just a warning. If you send something super time sensitive, there's no promise. We'll get to it. Um, the um, selection criteria for shows <laughs> is exceedingly arbitrary um, <laughs> it is that <laughs> it is it is based on whatever catches my eye um as i'm reading through and thinking can we do a show about this um so if you're like oh i need this answer for next week don't do that right um, next if month t-
1: though but yeah, f- maybe. But maybe flag it maybe be like yeah flag hey, it
0: and be like you know,
1: pertinent in the next month. With a
0: date. Please put a <laughs> right. date on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We do put them in a folder. Yes. Um, So anyway, um, overall, the whole purpose of this is to get you to play more better games because the more games you play, the more times you will play with your friends and whoever, acquaintances, um, the more fun you will have, and the more benefits you will have from being in this hobby. And there are many benefits and your hobby should be beneficial to you. So we want to make that happen. Yeah. Cool. Listen. Listen. Um, If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark podcast, um, support our Patreon.
1: Network. Network, network, thank you.
0: (laughs) Support our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Um, You get access to the Slack Room for Life that has many, many rooms um, where you can talk about many, many things. You can talk to um, hosts of the show. You can talk to fellow listeners of the show. There's just like some really cool people um, up in that space chatting about all sorts of things. You can join our Friday calls, of which I have been negligent um, from going to only because I've been getting waylaid with work stuff.
1: I forgot Um, it was Friday yesterday.
0: I got waylaid. (laughs) I I have a meeting at 1130 and it's now routinely crossing over into 12 and it's just making things messy. Anyway, um, you at higher levels get access to like our Children the Shroud materials, to game design materials, like all that stuff. So um, check it out. Um, And if you can give us uh, some support, that support helps us keep the lights on. Um, which is the thing that we need to do in order to keep podcasting for everybody. So thank you all for your support. Now, if you are unable to support the podcast network, uh, we understand completely, uh, but there's a thing you can do that helps us immensely. Send a what's that thing?
1: Yeah, you could leave us a rating or review or on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, those are the reviews that help strangers both find the show and tell them that they might want to listen to it. But the other thing you can do is just tell a friend. So if there's someone that you think would enjoy the show or you're hanging out on whatever social media platform you happen blue to sky. frequent at this point. Yeah. Um, which, P-T-Dubs, if you need a Blue Sky invite, uh, hit us up. <laughs> I have so many right now. Um, then, uh, you know, if somebody's looking for something that... you it sounds like we fit that description. We also appreciate being recommended that way. So thank you so much to everybody who has thrown our name out there multiple times to anybody, wherever, strangers, people you know, whatever it is, we really appreciate it.
0: Indeed. Say, Senda, what games do you want to try playing in 2024?
1: Oh my God. (laughs) I feel like I don't play any games anymore because I don't have an actual play podcast anymore. I used to play so many games. And I don't anymore. It's wild. It's wild. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. (laughs) Did you click? Yeah, of course I did. (laughs) I didn't want to say it at
0: the same time because if there were lag, it would mess things up.
1: There was a little bit of lag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I realized we were counting and it sounded pretty good on my end, but. Yeah. 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 Anyway, hi. Hi. Welcome back. Happy holidays. Bloop.
0: That's a little (laughs) treat for Ryan. He'll figure it out. Hi, Ryan.
1: Hi, Ryan. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year is really where we are, I guess, now.
0: Yes. Bloop.
1: Do 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 Bloop. Show, me, Show me, what what
0: got. Got. <talk> me what you got. Show me what you got.
1: Show me what you got. Show me what you got.